Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. Even though my voice is different, I am your host. Um, Today, I'm going to go by the name of... You know what? I will be Light Yagami. Um, That is who I will be today's episode. That'll be my name. My voice sounds crazy, and we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about why my voice sounds crazy. But before we get to all of that, you can feel free to check me out on all of the socials at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy, or you can look at at Lifestyle GBB, and you'll find me on all the socials by that. Or you can email me at LifestyleGBB at gmail.com. That's Lifestyle G as in George, B as in Black, B as in Boy, at gmail.com. And feel free to reach out to me about the show. Whatever you want to say, whatever you feel, maybe you want to give me a review, give me topics to talk about, you have a question to ask, maybe you want some of my advice on a relationship. Um, You let me know what you want to talk about, and I'm here to listen, to be a shoulder to cry on, or if not else, try to make you laugh at some bullshit. Um, feel free to do so, and I will keep you anonymous if you want to be kept anonymous. No one will know that you ever reached out to me. But just so you know, as a part of reaching out to me, I have a limit on the curse words when you are ready to curse me out, because it takes a lot to read those words altogether. I will give you an honor of today, being June 2nd, two curse words to use that are focused towards me in the email before I stop reading. So, I mean, you can call me a fuck bitch, but then after that, it's like, wait, he's not going to read this anymore. But if you get creative and you call me like a Girl Scout cookie cunt, okay, I'm going to keep reading. Give me things to make me laugh. I am here for it. Um, But let's get into the episode. So today's episode is going to talk about what is in the forefront of our nation right now. And that is social injustice. That is protest. That is Black Lives Matter. That is the fact that it is a Blackout Tuesday. Uh, And we need to talk about it. Because this is a moment in our history. History is being rewritten, remade, and replayed all at the same time for all of us to see. So we're going to start with the, uh, I guess we can call the elephant in the room or the frog in my throat. And that is recently, uh, actually this previous Saturday before recording this episode, I went to a Black Lives Matter rally and protest. Uh, The protest here was in upstate New York, Rochester, New York, where I am located. And it was a peaceful gathering of protesters there to protest police brutality and systemic racism that still occurs in our everyday life and society. That was the focus of our protest. We remained peaceful and nonviolent protesters, and we went to one first massive park here in Rochester, New York, 
in Manhattan Square. It's called Manhattan Square Park. We went there. There was a gathering. There were people who spoke. People there in solidarity together. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, uh, well, Latin, I'm sorry, Asian, and many people of color, many white people, many black people. It was so beautiful to see all these people here in solidarity. Even Adam Bello, one of our state, I think he's a senator, um, was there as support for the protest. It was fantastic. From that point forward, we transitioned from the park to the public safety building, which is also police headquarters here in the city of Rochester, where we again remained peaceful. We went, we chanted, we talked about the people who have died, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, and that's just to say a few of the names of people who have been killed by police violence and brutality over and over and over again since the inception of Black people in this nation. Let's be quite honest, since Black people were bought here as slaves, this kind of treatment has always existed. Uh, so we were there and we protested and then we ourselves left at 4 p.m., on our own, without the police forcing us to leave, we left ourselves to all remain safe and show that we were there peacefully. We then went back to the park. Uh, this time we were in Martin Luther King Park in Rochester, New York. And another part of the rally continued with more speeches, more Black Lives Matter speakers who were there to continue our solidarity, excuse me, continue our solidarity in our movement, which was amazing. Of course, we had some of the people who were the white supremacists who want to come and shout and yell things out of us to incite violence so they could say, look at the black people. They're being violent, just like we told you they'd be, aside from them coming along and shouting nigger at us and make American great again and those kinds of things. They wanted to incite violence so it would take away from our message that even though you are still killing us, even though that you are still practicing, practicing brutalization and systemic racism, we won't feed into the lie that you've told people that we're just violent animals who will attack anything. Uh, from there, we went down to the public safety building again. This time, our group was probably about three times larger. There was at least 200 people that I could just estimate on the count of what I saw. We got back to the public safety building, and this is where the protest took a turn. Now, our protest, again, was nonviolent. We weren't there to hurt people or destroy property. We were there to just make our voices heard and make sure that we were seen, we were visible. Visibility is very important when it comes to these kinds of issues. While we were peacefully protesting, there were a group of people who wanted to support anarchy, rioting, and violence. Those people were not a part of our peaceful protest. Those people began throwing bottles and rocks at police officers. They began smashing the windows of police cars, flipping over cars, setting cars on fire, throwing firecrackers at the police. And those are the ones who started the violence where the police responded with tear gas, pepper spray, pepper bullets, and batons. Those people who started the violence 
were not a part of the Rochester community. They are not a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. And they were there to only cause violence and take away from our cause. Now, what comes to my voice, of course, I was out there shouting myself, chanting and shouting. And then also I took tear gas and a little pepper spray. So that really messed with my ear, nose and throat. Uh, I think I may have a little bit of a chemical burn, which is pretty much subsided, but is the reason why I sound like I'm going back through puberty again. So if my voice cracks, um, I am sorry, but I'm not sorry all at the same time. Now, uh, that is just the synopsis that I want to give you of what occurred in the protest that I was at, because I made sure to post it on social media so everybody could see it. Uh, I wanted as many viewers as possible because the visual is very important. Now, there are people who are out there who are posting and who are out there protesting or at least Insta protesting is what I'm going to call it because they're there for the photo op. They're there to be just the picture and then go home and get in their cars. We've seen people, I've at least seen the videos online of just people. I'm not going to denote uh, economic or socioeconomic class or race associated with the people, but you see them out there. They're like, yeah, Black Lives Matter. They'll put a fist up in front of a burning car and then they get back in their car and drive out to wherever they were to not be there for the protest. Or you'll see, oh yeah, Black Lives Matter. Maybe they climbed up with the sign they wrote or that they took off the ground that somebody else wrote after getting pepper sprayed and stood on top of a monument or stood in front of the police with their fist raised and did that and then two seconds later, they're gone. Now that visibility is important because these images makes it so people cannot ignore what is going on. But if you're there to protest, if you're there for the cause, stay for the cause. Once you leave, that takes away the strength of the group that are there protesting. Now, I'm not some professional protester. I'm not going to say that I have been at every Black Lives Matter rally and tribute. I'm not going to say that I've been every stop the police brutality summit or things like that. But being there is important when it comes to people knowing that this isn't just some random group of people. You know, even yourself by just going down to an event to support Black Lives Matter, just being in attendance at one thing. Maybe you didn't go to a protest, but maybe you were at the rally. Maybe you went to a meeting in a park. Maybe you went to a coffee club that people who do Black Lives Matter are doing. Those things, having your body just physically present there lets other people know that they are not alone and two, can spark or ignite a fire of passion in people you already know who have been afraid to act out. Maybe they've been afraid to go to a rally. Maybe they've been afraid to go to a protest because they're like, nobody that I know is here. So maybe you have friends who didn't even know that you wanted to go to something like this. And that's okay. Uh, It's very important to be visible in this time because silence is going to equal death. And we see it happening now. Now, I say that because I want to bring it up to uh, this man has been getting more time than I've ever wanted to see him getting time. But the person who calls himself president of the United States and his rhetoric, his words, his disgusting actions in his mouth are terrible. 
but I'm not going to focus specifically on the actions he's done. If you have been on any of the socials, if you've been on the news, you know that he has ordered the National Guard, well, he did order the National Guard to disperse the crowd of protesters who were peacefully in front of the White House with tear gas and aggressive actions. And they did just that. They brutalized the American people. So he could go have a photo op in front of a church that he has never been to before. In front of a church that he said he was going to go pray at, but has never prayed at before. That is one of the things that happened. I also want to bring up the fact that he has vehemently gone on conference calls with other senators, uh, well, senators and governors. He has gone on television. He has posted tweets talking about domination, becoming aggressive and dominating the protesters. Dominating protesters is something that if you haven't seen, you should see because it is a part of world history. Tiananmen Square in China. That's one incident to look at. Protesters were there to stop the Chinese government and some of the actions that they were doing, they were brutalized, killed, assault, attacked. Look at the civil rights protests that happened here in our own country. Students, children, black men and women, young and old, had police dogs attack them, were blasted with fire hoses from fire trucks were assaulted, were arrested, were killed for protesting. And these people who did these attacks, they weren't just the KKK. They were public safety people. They were public servants. They were the police. They were firemen. They were people who were charged with protecting the public who assaulted and attacked these nonviolent protesters. That is what if he is your president, is calling for. That is what, if he is your president, is enacting and doing. And he did so for a photo op for motherfucking Twitter. That's what he did. I bring all that up because this is going to take us back to the time where civil rights and the movement for civil rights, which has never ended, let me be clear about that, The movement has never ended, but this is where it gets serious. This is where it gets dire. This is where hands up, don't shoot. And the courage behind saying that really is going to get challenged. Because we are going to go out there and be peaceful. You can't get rid of us. The movement isn't stopping. But their violence is going to ramp up. It's going to happen. And we have to go out there and still be the civil, decent individuals that we are because our ideas are what are, is what will make this country acceptable for us people of color, for us black people who are out there. And the only way that we're going to stop this violence and these atrocities that are occurring against people of color every day is to speak out, to act up, Maybe do something they'll attack you for. You might have to do it. And it's not easy. It's not a fun time. It's not a party when you go down to a protest. Things are going to get real. And it happens. Now, 
I bring all that up again to say that there are times where things are going to happen where we have to be visible in the news. And I want to address one of the things that a lot of people bring up, and this is going to take me back to my point earlier, of us assembling for us to peacefully protest. Now, when we assemble to peacefully protest, our goal was never to riot. Our goal was to have our voices heard, to be seen by the news and the media, so that way other states can see that we are with you and you're not alone. But there is a history of riots, especially when it comes to police brutality. There is never a point in the history of law enforcement and criminal justice that was meant to help black people. There is yet to be one of those moments for us here. And in all the moments where there have been riots in the past, especially for black and brown communities, it's a result of police brutality. And I'm gonna get into some of those. Now, I'm trying to keep from coughing because my throat is still raw. So what I'm gonna do, y'all, I'm gonna take a little break and I will be back. And then we're gonna talk about some of these things. All right, y'all, I am back. I soothed this little throat, went and got some water. Hopefully I won't be a thirsty girl and start coughing on you. But if I do, just know that cough play is a thing. It's out there. Some people like to play with coughs and breaths. Um, if you're not into it, it's okay. It may be a hard limit for you. I understand. But let's get back into it. Because I want to talk about riots. So riots that have occurred when it comes to protest and especially police brutality. Just a few of the ones that I want to talk about that have occurred in the past. The 65 Watts riots, the 64 Harlem riots, the 67 Detroit and Newark riots, the 92 LA riots. Now, all of these riots have stemmed from police brutality. One of the most notable uh, that especially affected my time growing up as a kid was Rodney King. Rodney King was a black man who was stopped by police officers and then he was brutally beat by a group of them. I think it was at least 12 officers who pulled out their batons and beat the shit out of this man, beat him halfway to death. Um, and they were actually all acquitted of all charges of police brutality or assault or anything like that. They were not charged. They were acquitted. And these were all white police officers acquitted by an all-white jury. And essentially, who said that this force that they used against Rodney King, who was one black man, versus 12-plus white police officers with guns, batons, assaulting him and literally beating the shit out of him, never arresting him until he could no longer stand up off the ground, started a riot started a massive riot in LA where we saw the city being burned. Police officers withdrawn from going out and trying to stop the riots because they were in danger. We saw multitudes of people being pulled from cars and trucks and having the living shit beat out of them. And this stemmed from the police brutality that occurred and the injustice of letting these brutalizers get away with their crime, even though it was visually documented from for us to see. I don't support anarchy. I don't support rioting. 
But this is what happens when you have a group of people who've been continually oppressed over and over and over again. And then when we finally get a chance to actually see some moniker of justice, it gets taken away because the people who justice is being brought against have a system that's set up so they never actually are punished. You know, it's so hard to actually persecute, punish the police officer for the things that they do, but it's incredibly easy to do that for a civilian, especially if they're black. And it's completely unfair to see. That is another one of the things that we are protesting about. We protest about it because what happens to black men in particular, if you're not familiar with the situations, we're pulled over by the police and then we're assaulted without any cause. Most of the times they've got the wrong person and they're just pulling somebody over who they feel looks suspicious. After the police assault you, then they're going to arrest you and they're going to charge you with assault. They're going to say that you put the cop's life in danger, that you assaulted the cop when you put your hands up to protect yourself from the hits that they're trying to get in on you. And they're going to also say that you were resisting arrest. You know, even though you're being punched in the head, kicked in the back, bitten by a dog, The fact that you did the natural thing and maybe put your hands up to guard yourself is now illegal for you because you're resisting arrest from that officer. These things continue and continue to happen until you're put into jail. Once you go into jail, then you get put into the prison cycle because you're going to be sentenced for whatever they sentence you with. And there's really no way out of it because they're going to chump up so many charges on you that you have no other choice but to take a plea deal. Because if you try to go to court, you've been threatened and scared half to death by the prosecutor that these charges, one of them, they're going to get some kind of conviction on and go for the hardest sentence that you can. That puts you into this whole cycle that started with you being assaulted by a police officer and just defending yourself. Then, once you're in the felon system, as a felon, you are essentially back in Jim Crow. Your rights are going to be stripped away. You're probably going to be forced to work in prison for cents that you'll never, ever see. And then on top of that, once you get out, you have all of your civil liberties essentially stripped from you, and you're on probation for who knows how long. This is the system that has been created to completely keep black men in majority, black women and other people of color subjected to the same treatment that they have always had and make sure that there is no way that they can be a part of the effective change. (laughs) Now you may be wondering like, well, where is all this coming from, Andrew? How did you get this information? How do you see this happening? Well, I've seen the cycle of systemized, I'm sorry, systemic racism as a part of my own family with members of my family who have been put in jail. Um, then I've seen it with friends. Then I also see it through reading specific things. And I like to read a lot of scientific journals, political journals, and law journals. And one group that I have come across just in my own research is called ALEC. ALEC is spelled A-L-E-C. That is the American Legislative Exchange Council. It sounds very official. It sounds like it's like, oh, well, this could be something really good. Unfortunately, it's not. ALEC is a political lobbying group 
that writes laws and gives them to Republicans. Stand Your Ground was written by Alec. If you're not familiar with Stand Your Ground, Stand Your Ground is the law that was used to get George Zimmerman off for killing Trayvon Martin. The Stand Your Ground law was created by private businesses and corporations. In particular, Walmart was a major supporter of Stand Your Ground. And it essentially said that someone who feels that they are threatened by another individual and has a firearm has the right to stand their ground and shoot at that individual to protect their own lives. We saw this happen in the George Zimmerman case when he lied and said that Trayvon Martin was threatening him and trying to assault him, so he shot him. Now, Stand Your Ground allowed that defense to be brought forth for Eric Zimmerman, I'm sorry, for George Zimmerman during the trial of him killing Trayvon Martin. But the same law, Stand Your Ground, prohibited the representation for Trayvon Martin's family to say that Trayvon Martin had the right to stand his ground as well. Even though he didn't have a gun, he had the right to stand his ground as somebody who was being threatened by another individual. The provisions in the Stranger Ground Law prohibited for that fact from being mentioned in court. That fact was not allowed to be given to the jurors and was not able to be used by Trayvon Martin's team who represented him. Doesn't seem fair, right? Doesn't seem fair at all. See, members of Alex are members of corporations and then also politicians. Under the umbrella of Alec, corporate lobbyists can work to propose laws to their political counterparts who are part of this group, which are mostly Republicans. And then these laws are worked on in secret, then used in the public. A lot of people had never had heard of what standard ground was until Trayvon Martin occurred. And then they're like, well, where the hell did this law come from? And then when you go back, you're like, wait, it came from a group of corporations who are now making laws that are being signed into practice by politicians and they're all linked together through this group called ALEC. Another thing that ALEC did, they created a bill that was called SB1070 and this gave the right for police to stop anyone who they feel looked like an immigrant then that person could be arrested and sent away to the prisons that they have for immigration or the, uh, what are they calling, detention centers, which are still prisons for people who are immigrating here. And they're prisons that hold children and give them foil blankets to lay on as well. So systems of oppression are always changing. And Alex is there to be one of those factors to felicitate the change of oppression. Alec has not done anything to stop the prison industrial complex. They've only done more things to make it even stronger. If you go to Alec's website, or if you hear from any of the representatives from Alec, they'll tell you that their goal is to get people out of prison. Let's end the prison population. Let's end the prison cycle. These are the things that you're going to hear them say. And they sound great because they, they're buzzwords right now, where 
criminal reform, criminal justice reform, and that's what they're doing under the guise of ALEC. But the laws that are created by ALEC have essentially only done what's occurred with the coronavirus. Instead of us going into work now, a lot of us are working from home. ALEC wants to do prison from home. They are wanting to get laws into place to create GPS monitoring systems, which are already created, but they want more GPS monitoring systems in home confinement for criminals that they see in their eyes. And I use criminals criminals in air quotes. So they want to transition prison from an actual brick and mortar prison to confinement at home. We can still make the money by selling and charging people for all these GPS monitoring equipment. But instead of putting them in the prison and paying the money to a prison, now we can just have the money flow directly into our pockets. That's another thing that Alec is now doing. So keep your eyes out for it because guaranteed, especially if you have a Republican uh, representative, they have some connection to Alec. Uh, That is not meant to be some kind of divisive statement, but it is something that is true and it can be proven. All right. So that's another thing that I want to bring up. And I'm bringing up all these different factors, the incendiary language that's coming from the man who calls himself president, the actions of councils like Alec, the inaction of our politicians who are out there who are saying everything is fine, or this is just a group of people acting crazy out there like animals. You're still a part of the problem because the riots did start, yes. And the riots are not what I am pushing. But your inaction and your denial of the reason behind the riots is only what's going to help them continue to be this divisive force in our nation. I hope I'm making sense for y'all. I'm sorry I keep sniffling. Alone, oh, sorry, alone. Along with my throat recovering from protesting and everything, also my allergies are going batshit crazy. They have lost their mind. But now, so what do we do at this point? So we're at, what do we do? Where do we go? How can you get involved if you want to get involved? One of the biggest things that you can do to get involved, whether you're at a protest or you are maybe someone who wants to be introverted, because let's be honest and let's be fair about it. Coronavirus is still a thing and chanting during a protest, pouring milk on your face and all those things, it does not stop coronavirus you're going to expose yourself probably to more of a chance of an infection of going out to a protest where people are screaming because we know it's airborne and it's transferred through droplets through people's mouths, ears, eyes, nose, and throat. Uh, We know that. So what can you do? One, if you're going out to protest, I'm going to suggest that you have a protesting kit with you. And when I say kit, this is stuff that you can take along with you to a protest. Um, If I had a way to do this in a Monica, not a Monica, uh, what's her name? She went to jail and now she's best friends with Snoop Dogg. Uh, Martha Stewart. If I had a Martha Stewart package for you, I would say, okay, everybody go get a Tupperware uh, container. Put some face mask and some Tupperware containers first. That's going to be your first thing. You want to put your uh, face mask and a protective covering because those are going to be extras you're going to carry with you in your pack. And let's say your pack gets 
covered in tear gas or pepper spray or something, at least those masks are in something that's waterproof and airtight, so those are protected. The worst thing that can happen to you is to put on a face mask or covering that already has pepper spray, tear gas, or any of the residue or powders from them in them. You're literally just going to be covering your face with it at that point. And trust me, it will burn. It will burn very bad. Um, You're going to feel like you have herpes all over your face. You don't want that. Another thing, bring water with you. Bottles of water, bottles of water. Um, You're going to need it to drink one because you're going to be out there. It's probably going to be hot. You're going to be screaming and yelling. And it's going to dry out your throat. Two, bottles of water are going to be important because if you have a face mask, let's say you have one of the surgical masks or any kind of face covering, to help stop the effect of the tear gas and pepper spray, you're going to want to wet that mask and put it back over your face before you get sprayed. That's going to allow you to breathe, but it's also going to help stop those particles of the powder and the gases from getting through your mask because the water is going to act like a barrier to those things. Another thing is milk. Get him some milk. Get that boy some milk. Milk is very useful for rinsing or washing out your eyes and your face if you happen to get hit with the pepper spray or tear gas. It could be very good. Um, And then you're going to want to bring some medical stuff, some Band-Aids, maybe some disinfectant things because you never know what's going to happen. You can go down there and be ready to protest peacefully, but like what happened with the protest I went to, there can be people who want to come down and cause anarchy and riot and violence. And at that point, the police are not going to discriminate with their bullets. They're not going to discriminate with the tear gas. They're they're just going to fire it into the crowd. They're just going to fire directly into the crowd, and you're going to get hit or affected in some way, shape, or form. So those are... Some things you want to bring with you that could be your uh, protest kit, if you want to call it that, to be prepared for. Another thing that you can do, maybe you don't want to go down to the protest, but maybe you still want your voice to be heard. Speak up, speak out, make a video, make a podcast, go stand on your rooftop, go hand out flyers to people, just talk to somebody who maybe you haven't talked to about what's going on or how you feel. Getting those emotions out, one, is going to be beneficial for your mental health, but two, you may also spark a conversation that you may have never had with the person you had the conversation with. Maybe you'll inspire them to act and to do something and contribute in their own way. It's almost like an infectious disease, like coronavirus. The more we spread it, the bigger prevalence it has and the harder it is to deny that there's a problem. It's hard to deny there's a problem when there are people saying that there is a problem. When you have more and more people saying that this is a problem, the people who are saying that this is not a problem lose their power and they have to act and they have to change. So that's another thing. Also, one of the biggest things that we can do, get out there and vote. Your vote is going to be more important in this upcoming election than any other vote that's been cast by you in your life. Vote. Our Congress, our Senate, our presidential seat, our local elections, 
our local uh, Supreme Courts, our local circuit courts. We need to vote. The people who do not represent your ideology, vote them out. Your vote is powerful, powerful. Alone in four separate states I saw, and I researched the post myself, where uh, individual one won that state during the election, there were more than six times the amount of black voters who did not vote who could have stopped that victory. Vote. Your vote is important. If you're going to a rally, go out and bring some voter, voter registration forms with you. Pass them out to people there who may not be registered to vote. People who think that their vote doesn't matter. People who think that their vote isn't important. Black lives matter. Black votes matter as well. The black vote can change an election like no tomorrow. And the more that we get out there and vote and make our voices heard, the more change will happen. Vote. Yes, we are choosing between a giant douche and a giant turd sandwich. We truly are. But even though we're choosing between those two, one can still be better than the other. The turd sandwich, of course, is individual one. The giant douche is Joe Biden. I'm at least vote for something that's going to clean out the crevice of all this terrible shit that we're in right now. Clean it out. I want to fleet this country like a bottom who's about to get a train ran on them. That is how clean I want this country to be. No dark waters. None of it's happening. Whew. Sorry. Got a little... uh personal there. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever cleaned out, you know it's not an easy process. I mean, honestly, our country needs an anal douche. That's what needs to happen. Now, I don't think Joe Biden is going to be able to clean us out so there's no dark water running, but we can at least get the process started. Right now, we are a bottom who is preparing for an orgy by eating hot sauce, beans, and whatever else could make somebody horribly unprepared to be a bottom. That's what we're doing. And we're seeing the results of that. <laughs> Look, country, you painted on the top, so the tops are out here losing their mind. We got to get prepared. These are just some things that we can do. But another thing that you can do if you want to do it now, you can literally do it right now. You can just stop me from talking. And you know what you can do? Pull out your cell phone, Google the phone number of your local congressman, and call them. Call them. Call your congressman. Call your senators. Call them. Become a pain in their side. Overload their phones with calls. Overload their offices with written letters and messages. Overload their social media with your questions and comments and concerns. Overload them. Start becoming a pain in their side. Even if we can't elect you out of office right now, even if we can't vote you out today, I can make sure that you do not get a good night's sleep or rest until it's time for me to cast my valid. A ballot, my valid ballot. Let's say it that way. <clears throat> Become 
annoying for them. Become that crazy ex-girlfriend who taps on the window at two in the morning and says, hey girl, I still haven't forgot about the fuck shit that you pulled. Now, I'm not going to say go to their house because that could be dangerous. Do not break into their house because that could be dangerous. But you know what you can do? Stand across the street in a public space and protest across the street from their house. Make sure that they know that you are not going away. Your voice will be heard no matter what anyone has to say. Make that clear to them. Make sure that they know this is not going away at all. It may get silent for an hour for you, but guess what, bitch? I'm popping up back like a herpes sore. I am here. You can't get rid of me. Throw cream on me all you want, but you can't get rid of me. I am here. (laughs) These are just some things that you can do if you want to act out, if you want to do something. Um, There's petitions that you can sign online. There's so many things that you can say and do so people know this is not okay. Visibility is important in this. It's very important, just so you know. Now, this last little portion that I have, this is for the rioters who are out there. You are not noble. You are not libertarian. You are not showing your democracy or democratic hopes. You are not spreading the message of freedom, love, and peace. You are not spreading equality. You're not doing anything at all. All you're doing is hurting the cause and the plight that people want to do for change. Now, I know a lot of you anarchists and uh, writers out there happen to be white people. They do. They, They happen to be white people. The people who are starting the civil unrest. You don't care about black lives if that's what you're doing. If you're out there smashing windows to businesses, setting buildings on fire, you don't care about black people. You don't care about black lives. Because when the police come to stop these fires and riots and things, they're arresting the black people. They're pepper spraying the black people. They're assaulting the black people. If you are one of those people out there, you don't care about Black Lives Matter. What you care about is getting yourself a new pair of J's or getting yourself a flat screen TV. Or maybe you're one of the girls who are out here snatching dresses from coach that you know you can't fit. Maybe you're one of the guys out here grabbing a pair of Jordans that you know you could never afford in your real life. So how good can you feel to wear a pair of stolen shoes? I would be ashamed. That means I can't afford a basic item like shoes, so I had to steal them and then I'm going to flaunt them in front of people? No. You're just a broke bitch who doesn't want to admit that they're a broke bitch, but doesn't realize that it's about to come back to them when somebody matches up your face and those pair of exclusive shoes with the ones of somebody snatching them from the store and running with their face covered. To all the people who are out here stealing electronic devices, iPhones, computers, and all those things. You're a dumb bitch because once you connect that bitch to the internet, you know who gets the information? The company you stole it from, who has obviously made a list of stolen items. So, what y'all are doing is not only hurting the cause, but you're out here making yourself look like thirsty, trashy, stupid little whores who couldn't afford penny candy. 
that's what you're making yourself look like. And on top of that, you're continuing to hurt the people that you say you're here to get justice for. You know what you can go out and steal? How about you go out and steal a voter registration form? How about you go out and you steal a newspaper and educate yourself about the problems that are happening? If you are one of these rioters and protesters who only wants to cause problems, violence, and anarchy, how about you go and play a video game? There's video games where you can cause all the chaos and carnage that you want at any time, and you can do it for free without hurting, harming, or disrespecting other people. I wish I had something funny for y'all, but it's not funny. You are hurting people. And you know what happens when you hurt people? It generates more hurt. It's going to come back on you. Karma is a bitch and she doesn't let go. She is not forgiving. So just keep that in mind. The next time you get prepared to go throw a rock through a window because you see a pair of pants you want or you see an air fryer you want to go, you want to grab. Just remember that. It's going to come back to you. Uh, But that's all I've got to say, y'all. That's all I've got. I hope that this movement continues. Um, I feel like this is a moment of hope for me because this is the moment where we see the true nature of us. We see what happens to us. We're going to see what's going to happen with us and We're going to see where this goes, but I'm not giving up hope. So I hope that you found this informative or maybe just a way to vent or just a voice to relate to. I'm here for you. Not going anywhere. I will be at another demonstration on Friday. If you are in Rochester, New York, uh, two sources that are going to be very great when it comes to this reform that we're pushing for the police accountability, excuse me, the police accountability bureau which is now in place, which we have voted through, which is a separate council of private citizens who are going to be responsible for helping to police the police and hold them accountable for the things that they do. And then also get out there and make sure that you make your voice heard when it comes to voting. Thank y'all for listening. I truly appreciate it. I hope that you have a great day. Stay safe. Uh, protect yourselves out there if you're going out to protest. If you want to interact with the show, feel free to do so on all of the social medias at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. Also, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please rate me, share it, share it with friends, family, maybe the white supremacist who doesn't know that they're a white supremacist. Share it with as many people as you can because let's get our voices out there and let's be heard. I thank y'all because without you, this isn't possible. Uh, I'll be checking in again with you next week. Hopefully I won't get pepper sprayed again. If I do, though, just call me a hot tamale. Bye, y'all.